1: In this episode, we talk about toxic diet culture. Please be advised that topics may include mentions of weight loss and gain, examples of fat bias, and discussions on disordered and restrictive eating. Please use your own discretion if any of these are difficult or
0: triggering topics for you. Thank you.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. I am very excited. I've been trying to talk to this person for a while. And to just go along with our education on diet culture and how toxic that can be, I would like to welcome to the show Matt Vandalar, my friend. Uh, he is a health and fitness coach. So let's talk health and fitness from an anti-MLN perspective. Welcome to the show, Matt. It's so great to have you.
2: Thanks, Berta. It's awesome to be here. I know, like you said, we've been trying to connect for a while, and uh, the, the the stars have aligned tonight. So <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm so excited. We met on TikTok months and months and months ago on accident, got the Keto Bros, and we've got the Pudding Spoon Huns, and we've got the Optavia Pickle (laughs) Preachers. We sort of just, in this Venn diagram of our content, there's this sliver of, hey, we don't do MLM. You sort of came across my page, and people were tagging you in things, and, and it's been a great partnership in terms of knowing that I can refer people to you. And not get them sucked into a pyramid scheme, which unfortunately (laughs) a lot of influencers on TikTok that has happened to them. So I'm glad that we're building an army of influencers that are not getting sucked into pyramid schemes.
2: Absolutely. This is our year. This is the year of, of, of of squashing that hopefully.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think think what you're doing is so great. I love the body positivity. I love the anti-diet culture stuff. Mm. I love that you hate keto as much as. I mean, I'm not a huge That's like fan my either. At this
2: point, is hating keto.
1: I mean, anytime you see Matt on social media and he's not hating keto, it's like, are you okay? What's going on? <laughs> um. So yeah. So I've been. I'm meaning to have you on the show because let's talk about what you see on TikTok. Um, And then also, you've never been in an MLM, but obviously, like most people that listen to this, you've probably tried the products or been approached by people. So we can talk about your experiences with MLM and your experiences being an influencer on TikTok and in the fitness world Yeah, and being approached by people to sell their MLMs as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So my experience with MLMs, you know, I've used a couple products in the past, you know, probably 2013, 2014 or so. I think that was probably like, heyday for, for like Herbalife and Shakeology. And that's when I was first starting my fitness journey was in 2013 is when I started kind of hitting the weight room. And of course, you know, they, they prey on you like vultures at that point. And, you know, the girl I was dating at the time, of course, was taking the Shakeology supplements. And, um, you know, I started trying them with her. She's like, Hey, we, we, these are gonna make you strong. These are gonna help you, you know, you're you're hitting heavy weights and things like that they are going to get stronger, big muscles, things like that. And I was ignorant. I didn't know better at the time you know, common theme there. Um, So that's, you know, I've done Herbalife and Shakeology. I've never sold them or anything like that. Um, But I approached all the time to do that, especially as my account grows on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I get all these ridiculous emails and DMs like, we think you'd be a great fit for for our brand that we love your content. I'm like, Do you because uh, clearly you haven't looked at my content this is just a a mass spam email because if you looked at my page for five seconds you would see I'm very very adamant against um, supplements first of all and and definitely um, MLMs you know like you said because there is that carryover with the the MLMs and the dieting industry and then in the middle they kind of they have that uh, deranged marriage I guess.
1: I could imagine the amount of DMs that you get from people trying to rope you into scams.
2: Yeah, um it ha- it, thankfully it doesn't happen as much anymore because I'm so I'm very abrasive, right? And so I I put people on blast when when they when they slide into my DMs and when they come in my comments. Um hey, like hey, check your DMs we sent you and I'll just I'll just be like F you, you know, and and just go off the deep end on them because I I have zero patience at this point for them anymore.
1: Yeah. Like I said, like I could absolutely imagine just so many and it's really sad. A lot of people will come to me and they'll be following me and and I don't try to do as call outs that often, but sometimes if there's an account, especially if they block me, especially Mm -hmm. if I've never interacted with them Uh, before and they've blocked (laughs) me, oftentimes I'll be like, I don't know who this person is. Like, why have they blocked me? And a lot of times, (laughs) you know, The followers in the in the uh, in the comments will let me know, and a lot of times they're like, "Wait, why did they block you?" It's like, "Oh, she sells Optavia, or they're from Herbalife, or whatever." And a lot of times, their followers are like, "Wait, what? When did they start selling that?" And they'll go in and they're like, "Oh my god, I just unfollowed them. I can't believe they're selling a pyramid scheme. How did I miss that?" I see that all
2: the time. It's it's so unfortunate. People get and and you can almost. I mean, it's hard to predict too, but. You you know you know a lot of people they're going to use their following for, for for their own gain and um to and there's nothing wrong with making money online and with our social media platforms and things like that but to do it ethically and, and responsibly is what matters right um but unfortunately um, with a following that big especially in the MLM MLM right you get in there early you're going to make a lot of money up up there whereas everybody else down there's not um and you know we see these accounts with a million followers all of a sudden there's they're promoting uh ketones or some other crap um and i i've been blocked by many of them as well preemptively it seems um because i've i just get tagged in random stuff and and i'm like i can't see this person's page because i think you can still see comments and tags when when you receive them even though you're you're blocked or by them and I'm like what's going on here so i'll get on my old my old account like oh look at that you know they sell this and this so makes sense yeah, I will use my time. other
1: account to check Calling too. out, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm often blocked on my main by mm-hmm. most of the top MLM recruiters on TikTok because I get tagged in their content so often mm-hmm. and they're interested. They're like, who's being tagged? And they look and they go, oh, not her. <laughs> and I get blocked almost immediately.
2: Yeah, I got just last week, actually, I was actually really wanting to have like a civil conversation with somebody last week because I'm really trying to be not such an asshole on my platform um and just and and give everybody the benefit of the doubt first and even with mlm people because not some of the times even people that are selling the mlms right they don't really understand at least in my opinion maybe they don't really understand what they're doing and and how they're taking advantage of people um and i can't remember it was it was the ph water It was this ph water crap that's really blowing up right now um the kangen water and stuff like that too oh my god yes and, um, somebody tagged me in her in her post, of course, and she had her, her duets and stitches turned off. And I, I asked her, I said, why do you have your stitches and duets turned off? And she's like, Why? So that you can be nasty to me. And I'm like, Well, I wasn't going to be nasty to you. Actually, I just wanted to understand like what you know about this product that you're selling if you because there's no evidence and research, right, to support it. And that's where I come from, is a place of Science and if there's no evidence, if there's not enough evidence too, um, like the totality of the evidence is what matters, and especially with with MLMs, MLM companies sponsor their own studies all the time, and that's what they'll always say. Oh yeah, here, look at the study. Oh look, who paid for it? Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, you know, so there's obviously a clear bias there, but we don't, they don't want to talk about that.
1: Yeah, No, they don't. Uh, They're very, very deep in their cognitive dissonance. Mm
0: -hmm. They're
1: very, very attached to what they've been told. And, you know, we talk about this on this podcast. It's hard, right? It's hard to admit when you figure it out, whether it's, it's you know, culty organization or a high demand group or an MLM. Once you figure out what it is that you then have to make amends to yourself and be like, holy shit i've been lying not only to myself but all of these people and all of the people that warned me that i was like you're just a hater like now i have to apologize to them and be like oh my god you were right it is so big it is like this monumental thing and it's hard yeah i mean it's the hardest thing that you're going to do is like facing that reality breaking that glass moment It's like oh my god i can see it Confronting your cognitive dissonance and like moving forward, yeah, yeah, that's the hardest part. And so you're right. Like I think a lot of the people, especially the ones that I encounter on TikTok, they don't realize what they're doing. They've just been recruited by somebody who's using them as a way to pad their right. bonus checks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And, you know, I just actually, just yesterday, I received a DM from, from somebody and I've been talking a lot about, you know, I call it uh, Octavia. I, I refuse to pronounce these companies by their, the names that they prefer, you know? And um, so I received a DM from somebody yesterday. She's like, yeah, I, I used to be, I used to sell it. And um, I knew what I was doing was wrong at the time, but they were promised, like I was in a very bad place financially and I needed to provide for my family. And I felt so bad while I was doing it at the time um and I eventually she says yeah eventually got out of it and i eventually did apologize to all my friends and family and everybody that you know i took advantage of um and thankfully they had no hard no hard feelings and things like that you know um a little apology goes a long way um like but admitting we're wrong is very very hard it's our ego wants to you know just keep going and or ignore it so all for that matter too
1: yeah that's uh the humility is is difficult for a lot of people and you know, sometimes it takes people a little bit longer and that's okay. Yeah. But every day you want to be a little bit better, do a little bit better, learn. We've all mm-hmm. made mistakes. Nobody's perfect. We've right. all said things we regret. We've all done things we're like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Absolutely. It's in the forward movement is is the progress, right? So it's okay. It's all right. We're learning here. We're growing here. Yep. <laughs> we're how all doing choose- that.
2: Exactly. And how you choose how you choose to react to it, that's what matters. And how you choose to handle it.
1: So let's talk about your own fitness and wellness and health journey. Like when did it start? And and how did you become, you know, the the coach that you are now?
2: Yeah. So it goes back to when my son was born, really. Like there's he was about six years old and I or six months old, sorry. And I always talk about this picture. We call it the fat mat picture. Um, because I was holding my son when he was six months old out, out in the yard, and I just I remember looking back at that picture and I was like. Who who is that guy? Because I've always been naturally kind of tall, lanky, skinny. It's my fam- that's how my family's built. We're Dutch, you know, so um, we have that going for us, I suppose. Uh, at that point, you know, I was 250 pounds, whereas in high school, I was like 170, you know, and this was shortly after high school. I was only, you know, 22 or 23 or so at the time, so I didn't recognize him anymore, and I was living a very unhealthy life, you know, lots of partying and, and alcohol and just not eating well. And having a newborn, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So that was kind of it. So started my own health and wellness journey at that point, get, you know, started running because that's what everybody's supposed to do. When we start, want to be healthy is we start running. Even though I hate running now, I always hated it. And that's why we don't need to run. if you don't, if you don't want to run, you don't have to run. Sure, lots of trial and error throughout that. I had fallen into a lot of fad diets throughout that time. The next couple of years, trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing, what worked. Um, I fell into the carbs are bad, um, uh, realm, you know, all I cared about was carbs. That's a, literally the only thing I tracked for like a year straight was carbs. Make sure I had just, you know, under, under hundred carbs or whatever. Uh, you know, I've done the extended fasting and everything like that through all my trials and errors as well. And what kind of got me into coaching then was like, you know, back in 2016, my, my dad had a stroke. It wasn't a serious stroke, but it was serious enough. It was like a wake up call form. I can't remember what it's called at this point, but he turned to me uh, for help in the weight room because I had been lifting weights for about three years at that point. Um, So he wanted to help getting strong. So I took him under my wing, so to say, and helped him get strong. And he started improving his health, you know, by, by doing that. And to me, it was an awesome bonding experience for us. Um, But I just, that, that feeling was just so rewarding. I was actually helping people and seeing visible results, seeing something get, you know, objectively, progressively stronger Um, And the confidence that 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 gave them gave him as well. And then from there, like, my brother, my brother in law, we all started working out together, I started helping all of them. Um, And that's kind of what started my passion for me. Um, You know, it wasn't until 2019, when I kind of got serious about it. Um, with with training and people or in person and then I was I was still working full-time at the time in corporate America and I I couldn't do both as a personal trainer you're very limited by your hours right you can only help so many people in X amount of time so I wanted to move online to help more people so I started kind of you know focusing on Instagram and trying to build an Instagram following an account and, and things like that and then uh you know this thing happened in 2020 called the, the global pandemic and um <laughs> I uh I moved on to TikTok um, at just, I guess, the right time. I think it was in March and April, March or April of 2020. And uh, the rest, I guess, as you say, is history. And um, the last two years, that's what I've been doing. I quit my job full time, you know, a year ago, and we've been doing it ever since.
1: That's awesome. I love hearing, like, these triumphant stories, especially coming out of COVID and, like, how well you're doing outside of that COVID mm-hmm. shut me down. COVID's the reason I started this podcast and the reason I joined TikTok and all of these yes. things and it's it's really interesting to see the silver lining in other people's yeah. stories because COVID has impacted all of us like mm-hmm. ugh it's the worst. Mm-hmm. I've always tried to find as much silver lining in that yeah. dark COVID cloud as possible. So it it's awesome that you also were able to do that
2: thank you thank you i could have it could have gone like one of two ways It could have gone the way that it did by me being uncomfortable and and taking that gamble on myself it wasn't easy you know i could have also just done nothing and sat around and got drunk every night like a lot of people were doing um you know see a shot send a shot things like that i remember that on instagram stories was really big back at the beginning of the pandemic but you know i buckled down and i was working 100 hours a week between my full time job and my business and i did that for for a year until i was able to get to a place where i was like I never intended to quit my corporate job. I wanted to do both. I wanted this to be more of a hobby for me and it obviously it, I I didn't control that it exploded. So here we are
1: something about doing something you love and never having to work a day? I don't know. Yeah. So,
2: I, no, and I agree. I agree with that. I mean, it's funny. I quit my nine to five to work 24 seven, essentially, but I love it. I love every moment of it. And ultimately I want to be able to travel the world and, and help people and, and, and do what I enjoy. And that's really what kind of keeps me um, engaged and going forward.
1: I love that. And one of the things that I loved so much about your account, once I was introduced to it was like, you give people permission to like be themselves and to have that slice of pie and (laughs) to not cut the carbs or count the this or that, or to be obsessed about things. Mm -hmm. And that for me, it works for me. I know it doesn't work for everybody, but like, I was, I really resonated with your account just because I think you're funny and I think you're knowledgeable. You're awesome. And I, 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 I you're, yeah, You're sorry. awesome. You are. You're a really great account to follow. Uh, you gave me permission to stop obsessing. I had been going through a lot with my own mental health um, and my own aversion and relationship with food my mm-hmm. whole life. Yeah. It's just been sort of horrible. I shared a little bit on TikTok, uh, which Ended up basically with us actually finally deciding to connect to talk about this because it was a a video that I made about diet culture, and I'll pop that in the comments if anybody hasn't seen it. But I was really raw and real, and I talked about instances that had happened in my life. And it's like, like I've been shamed for almost everything I've done my entire life. I mean, let's be honest here. yeah (laughs) There's always somebody's always going to be a critic that's like, hmm, in my everything I've done for my whole life, but the food. And the fat and the fitness. Mm -hmm. And and that's, it's always come back to that, just the snide comments. I don't remember snide comments about other things in my life, but I always remembered the ones about my weights or what I looked like or my size. Or one time I was working out and my mom's friend had come by and they were like, oh, oh, I'm so glad to see you trying to get in shape for your high school reunion. And I was like, what? That's not what I'm doing, but okay. And it's just like things like that where, I don't think a lot of people even think about the things that they so say ingrained. and it's just, it's so toxic and so ingrained. And it really goes into this entire culture yeah. of dieting and thinness and beauty standards and mm-hmm. like what everything is like pushed on us. Yeah. And it's really just within the last few years, And I know, there's like this huge tangential way to say it, but there's like everything in the past few years has really come to a head. And again, a silver lining with COVID, was me having a lot of time to just think on my own about a lot of things and to dive into a lot of myths and a lot of feelings and perceptions I had about myself. And I think a lot of those conversations happened because of accounts like yours, like Brina, Kat Benson has a great dietitian account. Andy does healthy. She's like, they're great. These are incredible accounts. Again, we link all of those incredible, wonderful, body positive, food positive, Mm-hmm. anti-diet yes. accounts. And I know I just totally tangent it, but it's your turn to talk now, Matt. And I'm <laughs> going to have you sort of touch on all of that and explain what this movement is and what it means to everybody who's listening and is like, I'm, I'm curious what's going on.
2: Absolutely. And I want to go back to your comment about the pie that you made earlier, because I remember when you left a comment, actually, um, one, one of the very first times you and I connected, um, you acknowledged that, you know, it was okay for you to do it. But if something bad happens, you were going to come for me, I think is how that went down. I don't remember exactly. And to your point about people making comments about like, oh, you're getting in shape for your high school reunion, like, like, and you obviously weren't doing that. But I believe that health and fitness, and, and really what I like to call it movement, I think movement is for everybody, it should be for everybody. And I think with me having this platform and I'm so against the grain when it comes to the fitness industry. And I'm really, really trying to to change the way that shit is done um, for so long. Um, Instagram and, and social media and all these other platforms have just been breeding grounds of toxicness and hating and, and self-hatred and hating our bodies and wanting to change our bodies to come to meet everybody's expectations of you. And that's not okay. Like, I I think everybody deserves to be happy, no matter where they're at in their life and their journey. I don't think that just because you're in a smaller body, you're you know you're um, healthy. I, I I don't think just because you're in a larger body, you're unhealthy. You know, it's it's a culmination of your habits, your lifestyle, and all these other things. And you can't just look at somebody and tell if they're healthy or not. You you absolutely cannot. And like um, we see it all the time with bodybuilders dying in their fifties. That's not a healthy lifestyle. It's not healthy to be to be like that to be living that lifestyle either. And just for me, like part of the reason why I just fight so hard against diet culture is because I've kind of, you know, as a male in this industry um, and and kind of starting out before I was even in this in this industry, if I wasn't, if I didn't have the big shoulders and chest and arms, I, I was automatically dismissed, you know, um, when it came to dating and things like that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll admit when I first started working out, I started working out because I wanted to get girls and things like that, you know, so I mean. I learned from that, though. I've realized like this, I got, you know, the biceps and I got really lean and I had a six pack. But guess what? The girls didn't come. I got I attracted more guys at that point because they're like admiring my 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 work and everything, you know. Um, so ultimately, what I'm trying to say here is we have to be doing these things for ourselves, and we don't want to be changing our body out of a place of of hatred. Um, we want to be treating our body and nourishing our body because we love our body and we love everything that it can do for us. And I think that's the biggest thing that I want people to understand: is you don't have to be any fit into any mold. Like you are your own person. Um, you know, you're you're unique in your own way, and nobody can ever tell you otherwise. And I, I truly believe if they do, like they've got major issues. And to your point too about like the negative comments and things like that that you made earlier, um, I always think back to a, co- a quote that Gary V said. Um, something along the lines, like a happy person will not bring you down. And so when I'm getting shit on, on social media, which happens all the time, especially on TikTok, especially when I have a video going viral, I'm going to get attacked. And I know that. Um, and I struggled with that very, a lot, very early on in my career here. It took a lot of, like, why does this affect me so much? A little bit of imposter syndrome probably, but ultimately like there's, you do want to be, you want to be able to help everybody. You want everybody to like you but that's not realistic. So ultimately like we have to be doing this for ourselves. Um, and I can tell you, if you're, you know, if you're trying to lose weight to meet somebody's expectations of you, you are going to get let down. Even if you do reach that goal weight or that goal physique, you will get let down. And then what, you know? Um, so, and that's going to, that's going to be so detrimental to, to your mental health and, and, and your emotional state and everything. Like I, And with my clients, what I do when I, with my business, you know, we we work to reverse years and a lifetime of, of, of diet culture and fad dieting and keto and all these supplements and all this other stuff that just doesn't work long term, I should say, um, you know, I've got I've had clients that have never had a piece of cake in their adult life for their birthday. And to me, like that breaks my heart. You know, um, I, I fucking love cake and I, and you love pie, you know, we should be able to- I love pie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I don't know, I think I'm probably, I don't know, I'm probably going on a tangent here, but it's just something that's very important to me because uh, mental health to me is also very important to my family. You know, we're very heavily involved in like NAMI, the Northern Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, we're on the, my family members are on the board. So mental health has always been very important to me. And to see diet culture, the, the impact it has on people's mental health, um, I'm not okay with that. And I'm, I'm not okay with the way that diet culture preys on people's insecurities and their weaknesses and their vulnerabilities and makes false promises and keeps you coming back for more. They're, they're always creating problems and then selling you a solution. Um, and that's, what, that's my, biggest, my biggest issue with it. With, and that's uh, with MLMs too, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was going to say that is something that is very common in MLM.
2: Mhm. Yeah, and that's why you said like that Venn diagram. That's how, you know, they meet perfectly in the middle. People think we need all these supplements and and what we really need is to just be honest with ourselves and stop stop lying to ourselves. And maybe we're not lying to ourselves, but we're just not ready to acknowledge the fact that we actually nobody's going to save us, nobody's going to help us, but we've got to do it ourselves. Um, And we got to do it for ourselves, for our, for our family, even like our kids and things like that. That's a great reason. That's a great why, but ultimately, you know, um, those things aren't going to get you there. You know, they'll work. They will always work short-term. Like that's, that's not in debate here, but what, what, what we know, and we have years of data to show this, and I think it's upwards of 95% where diets just don't work. And I'm sure, I think you mentioned now that's very parallel with the MLM industry. Um, they work for you know 30 days or so that's about how long most people can can stick with these things with a restricted diet such as keto where you're not eating any carbs you're you're trying to tell me that you can't eat fruits and vegetables like you and those are those that's what we want to um, say is bad for us now is fruits and vegetables so uh, right (laughs) yeah I've
0: always been so
1: confused because again like I grew up in the eighties and the nineties and that's like peak diet cultures. Like, yeah. hi, we didn't even know we could make money off of this insecurity. Let's go. Right, and right. I mean, slim fast and weight yeah. watchers and, Counting the calories and jazzer size, and all of these things that were all kind of culty on their own thing, but yeah. all feed into this diet culture. I mean, I remember those chips that made you poop your pants. Do you remember those chips? No, they made these chips. Oh. They were called wow chips, and they were chips oh. in the 90s.
2: I do remember those. Yeah. yeah.
1: And there was yeah. a warning on the back that said like may cause anal leakage because it was made from like a certain oil that like your body couldn't, you
2: couldn't digest it. Like digest
1: something. it. So yeah. you would just, you know, mm-hmm. and, wow. <laughs> it was so,
0: and,
1: and yeah. that's like the whole joke when people make jokes in MLMs now where they're like, it's white pants approved because it won't uh. make you do that. But there were chips out there that did that. You guys, I don't know if anybody remembers that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awful. That's awful. Anything with a warning label like that. And that, and that's a, that shows, goes to show you too, like we, we will actually willingly put ourselves through those things too, to change our body, to, make, like, to meet these unrealistic expectations. And like, we will put ourselves through hell and back to try to lose 10 pounds.
1: Right? To it's only like, gain it back. Uh, I mean, eat the potato chips if you want. Mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. have to restrict yourself to the point where you're no. like potato chips are evil i can't even have one and then you binge on these weird chips right. that yeah. are quote-unquote okay because they'll shoot right out of you mm-hmm. and then you're literally like having to know where the bathroom is everywhere you're going
2: planning your bathroom just so, out of time. Yeah. yeah
1: just so you can have potato chips in your life just right. eat the
2: chips and I, you know, I help. Yeah, just eat the damn chips for sure. For sure. And I, I, I want people to learn moderation and balance, as with everything. Ba- there's balance to everything, and not a, it's not black and white. You know, um, we are we are society of extremes for some reason. All or nothing mindset. And I work with clients a lot to reverse that all or nothing mindset. And that's what's keeping us from reaching our health and fitness goals. Well, it's a
1: form of control.
2: Yeah, yeah, true. You know, um, well, really what we should be if we want to have control, what we can control is, you know, our sleep and our, our hydration and and our we try to manage our stress and things like that. It's not easier, it's easier said than done. But yeah, um, if we this that's kind of like the theme I'm going with this year on on TikTok is is getting back to our basics, getting back to our, our foundations, you know. You how how do you build a house, right? With the foundation, and you know, you don't start with the roof. Put the roof on, you're it's going to collapse. Same with health and fitness. You you know, worrying about supplements and meal timing and the perfect workout, and it, you're worrying about the roof when you should be worrying about the foundation, which is a good night's sleep, six to eight hours quality sleep. Also, easier said than done. I I understand that. Um, movement, you know, walking, walking. I I'm a huge, huge, huge advocate for walking. I literally tell people like. Let's start with two 10-minute walks every day. Most people, I feel like, can probably commit to that as long as we have we're not physically, physically able to do that. From there, what that does is it starts helping to build that healthy habit. Um, you know, we can start working on maybe like trying to get a little bit more fruits and vegetables into our diet and still enjoying the cake and the pie and the chips and things like that, and finding what that moderation and balance looks like for you. Because what's balance and moderation for me isn't gonna be balance and moderation for you what's one thing I hear a lot about from the keto bros and, and all these other diets is what does moderation look like? What does moderation mean? You know, it's like, you're, you're, you're trying to just make everybody else look stupid and sound stupid because you don't understand what moderation looks like just because you don't know the concept of, of moderation and all these other things doesn't mean that, doesn't exist. It's, it's going to take trial and error. It's going to take learning your body, listening to your body and getting in touch with your, you know, your hunger cues and your intuition and things like that. And that stuff is not easy. It's much easier to follow a diet, a restrictive diet that's just going to tell you when and what you can eat. It's not so easy to learn to trust yourself and learn to love yourself again. It's a lot of mindset work and a lot of, lot of inward looking. And it's, it can be, it can be ugly. It can be hard. It can, you can learn a lot of things that you don't necessarily want to learn or, or uncover some past experiences or traumas that could be making you turn to food as a coping mechanism. That's not going to be easy to process, but you know, that's why we have things like therapists and, and dietitians that specialize in that type of stuff.
1: Absolutely. And I, I said it in that TikTok. I used to think that my issues were like with my diet or like, you know, inside my stomach or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 99, probably percent of my issues were food were in my head.
2: Yeah. Because you've been told that, right. That that's the issue for so long, your entire adult life, probably even before that, you know, as unfortunately for, for women, you guys start getting targeted even before you become a preteen, you know, eight, nine, even maybe younger, you, people start making comments about your body. And, you know, I can't, of course, relate to that. But I understand, you know, I've got three sisters, I've got a mom, Um, I grew up around, you know, I'm I'm the second oldest. So I've seen it. And I see my clients, most, the majority of my clients are female. And I, you know, just learning all these things throughout the years, it's, it's, it's shocking, and it's devastating. And it it hurts my heart.
1: Yeah, I can't even remember, like, how young I was probably the first time someone said something I was probably eight maybe and it was probably like me going back for like another cookie and being like uh-uh-uh yeah. a moment on the lips a lifetime on the hips and I'm like I'm oh. eight. like that yeah. kind of thing it was a lot of very archaic like aunts and grandmothers who were very concerned that a, a no respectable man would ever love a fat girl kind of thing where it was like oh, okay well I'll put the cookie back but that doesn't make me not want the cookie. it just makes me feel shame, and then i'm gonna eat like a hundred cookies later, later to like on. get yeah. over the shame of that not having that one cookie like it yeah. for real like
2: and restrict That's, absolutely It's proven that you know restriction and telling yourself you can't have things let, let me tell you right now, like don't think about a purple elephant did you or did, like maybe your listeners right now did they just did, did they just think of the purple elephant? maybe probably. Same thing with food, you can't have that food, guess what, now you're going to obsess about it, and sooner or later that obsession is going to become too much, and you're going to, you're going to go way off the deep end, and you're going to have these disordered eating behaviors, and potentially even an eating disorder, and, which is, you know, devastating in its own right, you know, Um, yeah, restriction, this is proven, restriction leads to binging, and that's why moderation exists, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, yeah. and giving yourself this food freedom, this unconditional freedom and permission to enjoy our favorite foods. And, and that, that's where it starts, right? We have to give ourselves permission. Nobody else, you know, yes, I'm going to, maybe I can help you see that you can give yourself permission, but ultimately you still have to buy in. You know, I can tell you this all, all, all I want, um, but you have to be ready to hear it too. So that when, it, when it pertains to diet culture, like you can't make somebody see that they're stuck in diet culture. They just have to get fed up with it at some point. And at some point, most people do, you know, Um, it's almost like a, like it's, they give up at that point. Like I've tried everything, Well, you haven't tried just right. You just haven't just tried to be, let's do things more sensibly. Let's move a little bit, find some movement that we enjoy. So when I, when I always hear that, like I've tried everything, I'm like, okay, like, but you know or or I have a lot of people that come to me for help getting off of keto i'll always ask them and they 'll be resistant sometimes they'll come to me and they 'll be resistant to get off of keto too i 'm like, why did you come to me you know um, why are you at why did you come to come for help and then I always ask them this question and it, it's like where has that gotten you? Did it work for you? if it did work for you, why are we here you know and that's usually an eye opener for people too
1: yeah, oh God, and I just I like want to normalize this really quick and like anybody that's listening that does this I just I want you to stop (laughs) if you can yes like let's normalize not commenting on what people eat
2: 100 we we do not need let's let's eliminate food police like that's that's what that's called food police we don't need food police that's there's, there's no points to it. There's no good that comes of it. None whatsoever. Yeah.
1: And it's like, that's probably the most common thing. Um, that looks like, oh, you were going to eat that or like, oh, you're not done yet. Yeah. Or a lot of times, like I'll ask someone like, oh, I'm going to go get some food. And sometimes I'm just going to run through McDonald's big deal. Right? Yeah. It's not every day. I'm like, oh, well, where are you going? Well, there, oh, that's so unhealthy. I would never eat there. Like, even saying that is like putting a shame uh-huh. on someone else. Is McDonald's my first choice? No, it's right. not. But like Morton's was booked, and like I couldn't get, you know, to the city today to have prime ribs. So a cheeseburger is gonna have to suffice. Like, let's normalize like not caring about things that don't actually affect us.
2: Yeah. And what you just said there too, there's a couple of things there. When people make these comments too, like we we inherit these behaviors too from our parents, who have likely inherited those behaviors from their parents, so on and so forth. And especially going back to like the 1800s and things like that, you know, you uh, to get a husband as a woman, you had to have that physique. So people, and that's where a lot of this stuff comes from too. There's a lot of disordered and toxic behavior in terms of. Um, literally swallowing like mealworms and things like that because they thought it was going to help them lose fat and yes, I'm, I I did a video on it not too long ago um it's it's crazy um but then also the second point about somebody making comment about McDonald's guess what that's convenient it's cheap and it's it's affordable and when somebody wants to demonize you for that or make you feel bad for that like I'm like check your privilege at the door because um that's maybe some maybe somebody only has a dollar 50 for a hamburger you know
1: absolutely Absolutely.
2: It's yeah, it's and that's where a lot of diet culture comes from too. Is it's maybe it's maybe it's uh just a lack of awareness. I don't know because for a lot of people, just because they don't experience something, it doesn't exist, right? So if you've always been if you, if you're well off and you've never had this, never struggled. And I certainly have, you know, I, I, I was on WIC and welfare when I was a kid and bouncing, you know, um, moved around dozens of times in my childhood. That's when we see that too, with people talking bad about people that use canned vegetables, like. That's one of the cheapest forms of food that you can get. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then there's people that that will make you feel bad for that. One of my most viral videos was what was about, you know, people, uh, this woman was using green beans as her meal prep. And the comments I received about it, um, how about how unhealthy it was and this and this, and it's not, you know, you'd have to, you would have to eat like dozens and dozens of cans of vegetables every day for it to be harmful for you. And I don't know anybody that would be doing that.
1: Wow. It's so funny. I mean, there is, there's so many myths with food like that. Another one of your viral topics that you talk about is diet soda.
2: (laughs) That's, that always, that's always a lively discussion. Let me tell you that's because of aspartame, right? You know, um, people are like, how dare you promote aspartame? Well, guess what? I'm sorry, but there's no evidence that says it's bad for us. And the only thing that the reason, the reason why people think it's bad was because some less than ethical scientists back in the day did some rat studies and they gave these rats um, a human dosage of aspartame, which was like a hundred times the recommended dosage. And of course, anything gives rats cancer almost. And so the, rat, the rats did, developed cancer, um, but they were given a human dosage for an extended amount of time, you know. Um, and those, those studies were quickly debunked and and called out as crap by the scientific community. Thank God we have a thing called peer review, right? Um and you know the your your peers say this is crap. It's crap. It's no good. Your your study, your design was bad, your your everything was bad, your controls were bad. And but those studies still get cited and quoted by people today even though they have been thoroughly debunked by by the leading experts in nutrition. But there's always going to be some influencer Um, with 10,000 followers that makes a viral video talking bad about it, you know? So.
1: Yeah. um, Kat Benson did the egg experiment the other day. I don't know if you see that egg experiment where we're like the one that soaked in the diet soda or the aspartame or whatever is like the shells all peeling and rotting away. And it's like, oh my God. So she was like, well, it didn't say what diet drink it was just that it was a diet drink that contained Mm -hmm. aspartame. Yep. And most drink mixes also have a lot of citric acid in it sure. which citric acid would cause or the shell on an egg to peel away like that yep. so she just took pure aspartame and did in water just the dosage it would have been and soaked it really uh, and then did another egg in i think lemon juice or something and gee the which egg came out all <laughs> fucked up i like wonder which quarters, one. the one in the acid the yeah. one that is known to like to do that so a lot of times like with what you're saying is these proof we mm-hmm. see a lot like monet girls were putting their product on toast and sticking in the toaster and being like it didn't burn i was like duh you sprayed water all over the bread before you put yeah. it in the toaster yeah it came out dry mm-hmm.
0: like come on
1: so right. it's this sort of thing where people see these they go viral people believe it yeah And it's It's, just not true. Some people may be sensitive to certain ingredients. Aspartame may be something that people get headaches. I get headaches if I have to miss aspartame. And I'm not a huge fan of the taste and that's fine.
2: Yeah. And on that note, aspartame can be harmful for people with PKU. That's it. That's the only pro- like if you have p- but but that's not just aspart so aspartame is a combination of a couple of different amino acids and that's all it is which would also be found in protein you know so yeah, those people those that are sensitive acids. to aspartame would also be sensitive to to eating protein and and other like these amino acids because of that it's not the aspartame it's you know it's so it's crazy
0: head over to quince dot com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors.
2: And you mentioned uh, that, that experiment. And I always see that things like that. And that's what we see a lot in the MLM world is, is people doing these science experiments. It's like, oh, that's a really cute experiment. But they're showing to the people that the experts that they don't know what they're talking about. But to the everyday Joe Schmoe, um, that looks convincing. And it's very convincing, especially because they're, they're very good salesmen. Right. So they're, they're going to convince them. But I remember a very similar experiment to that, what you just mentioned, except it was with the eggshell. They're like, imagine what it's doing to your teeth. And it's like, well, our teeth aren't made of eggshells. So we have that going for us, you know? (laughs) And I, as you were saying something about um, Monet or Monet or whatever it's called too, something I thought of is a lot of times when we see people start selling MLM supplements We'll see people go through these awesome transformations, right? Um, Getting stronger and like, they'll, they'll talk about how they lost all this weight and things like that. And then they'll start selling the supplement, but they weren't taking that supplement when, you know, they were going through that journey. Right. But they'll, they'll capitalize on it. And I actually, I've called out coaches on that before. There was this one woman that, that um, she's now a carnivore coach. Um, So I'll just leave that there, but I did a little bit of detective work. Thanks to, and with the help of one of my followers, um, she used to sell Herbalife before she moved on to being a carnivore coach. And before Herbalife, of course, she, she started her own health and fitness journey. So here she is as a carnivore coach, promoting carnivore as the method that got her these results. When her Instagram was plastered with years of posts, where it was just her and going through this journey but then one day she started selling Herbalife, life and then from there she 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 moved on to carnivore coaching um i, I made a post a, a tiktok video calling her out and then an instagram post and of course i got it in, instantly blocked but um she you know her instagram was scrubbed of all that stuff um i think as soon as i made that video so um and she's got a fairly decent i mean like sixty thousand followers or something on tiktok no, nothing to scoff at uh, the good news is I haven't, I, I checked for my alt account the other day and she hasn't posted anything in a couple months. So I don't know if her bullshit just finally caught up with her. If Like she was maybe ho- hopefully not like harming people because I know she was running these crazy weight loss groups and things like that on Facebook. And I am so against weight loss challenges and groups and things like that. Like, so I have kind of a controversial take on, on weight loss and fat loss and things like that. Like I think if you want to lose fat loss, that's your right. And if you want to do that, you like, that's, that's okay to do. But as long as you're doing it for the right reasons and weight loss challenges and things like that, that's not, nothing healthy and nothing good is going to come out of that. You know, like I said earlier, I I have these beliefs on each end of the spectrum and I'm never going to tell somebody that they should lose weight and lose fat. But if you want to, for the right reasons to improve your health or whatever, like let's do it in a safe and sustainable way. That's all like, if, if you're going to lose weight, please do it safely. That's all I care about.
1: I've heard so many stories about those weight loss challenges in like boxes and different gyms where they're doing these really, really high intense competitions. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there's, I guess there's one here locally. Um, (laughs) We'll just say locally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they do this challenge and there's always like the person that wins is known to be like a gigantic cheater who like uses different substances that wouldn't be normal and like literally starves himself and does like these like Mm -hmm. sweat things like the day before to like like really unhealthy ways to lose weight to win the challenge to get all the money yeah and it it really it's like and then the people that worked really hard and were like i'm gonna win this challenge i've really been working hard are like he won again like he cheats well he won the most weight so he he lost the most weight so he wins
2: and they're going to be sitting there feeling bad. Like I only lost four pounds in 30 days. What did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? Right. Um, or what do I have to do to get his results? And then look, look now, now you're starving yourself. Now you're, you're doing all these um, harmful things to your body just for, to compare yourself because you think that you need to compete with this person or be like that person um no good comes with weight loss challenges I'm I'm (gasps) cool with other types of challenges like let's let's have a challenge of like building good habits like let's go on a walking challenge like let's challenge ourselves to walk every day I'm on board with that and I literally I've I've been talking a lot about that recently on social media like just because it's cold we're still gonna walk come on guys you know things like that but um yeah no no good comes with that type of stuff and like you said Like, especially with the weight, like I, I particularly, I do have a child issue with weight loss because there's such a difference between weight loss and fat loss too. They're not the same thing. Um, you, it is so easy to manipulate the scale to, to lose. I could by the end of like, what's today, Wednesday, I could be down 10 or 15 pounds in two days if I wanted to, like, it's unhealthy to do that. Let me be very clear. And please don't ever try to research and do that because it's not safe, but you can do it. Um, but what's the point? I did. That's not fat, you know. I can go to the bathroom right now, and you know, I just drank all this water. I would lose weight, you know. That's not fat, of course. Or and there's so much more that goes into it. And when we're losing and changing our body and muscle mass and bone density, that can all take it and go into account.
1: I think another thing that people feel a lot of insecurity about when they see it on social media are people's before and afters. And I think a lot of times people need to realize that sometimes the before and after aren't even the same person. There's a lot of lighting fluctuation in it um sometimes there's photoshopping if you yeah. really want to look and you really want to debunk them you can they're mm-hmm. pretty awful but yeah. don't even look at before and afters some mlms aren't even allowed to share before and afters anymore because of how deceiving they are well, that's, so that's good. don't that's... even look at those yeah. things they're just yeah. a total nightmare what do you think about before and after photos
2: so i want to be full disclosure here in early in my coaching career i used them but I've learned from that mistake, you know, like we talked about earlier. We we learn from our mistakes and we 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 do better. I no longer am a fan of them. However, I am a fan, like I I do think like I like looking back at my old pictures of when when I was, you know, 10, 12 years ago, things like that. I'm like, oh look how far I've come. You know, I'm a lot different now. That's cool. And I just move on, you know. But I, I'm i totally against using before and after pictures as a terms of as a way of promoting your services and, and things like that because coaching should be about the people, like helping people, right? Not about like exploiting them essentially. And that's what, in my opinion, they do.
1: Yeah. Like for yourself, if you want progress photos, by all means, take progress photos. There's all kinds of websites that tell you how to take them the proper way. Ask a friend who's done it. If they're for you so that you can see how far you've come by all means, but if they are used to one shame yourself like oh look ah, at don't use them for that don't use them to promote yourself as an MLM or as one of these coaches that doesn't actually have any qualifications (sighs) don't do that kind of stuff it's it's scammy and it's predatory Uh, Mm -hmm. but by all means keep them for yourself so you can be like yay me look at look at and also another really great way to tell because I don't even own a scale and I don't even do that because it was a huge problem for me and I got obsessed. So I don't even have a scale for me. It's the way my clothes fit Yeah, because I'm getting healthier in my mind. And that's really, I mean, it's about your mind. <laughs> really getting is.
2: Health is both physical and mental. And if like, they go hand in hand, you're not using the scale to dictate your self-worth and to make, to whether you're doing well or doing bad or anything like that. Um, the scale, we could do a whole episode on the scale. Like I, 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 I do hate it myself and Um, I have like a lot of my clients come to me, of course, most of my clients come to me wanting to lose weight, lose, lose fat. Um, but I'll explain to them on our first, like a consult call. Like, um, if this is a goal of yours, like I can, like, if we're doing it, if you're doing it for the right reason, okay. But we're not going to, we are never going to put fat loss or anything like that at the forefront of our program. If it happens as a result of the things that we're going to start doing and building these good habits. Awesome. You know, but what's amazing is a lot of times is six months into it, a lot of people won't end up losing weight, but guess what? They're going to be super, they're going to be really physically strong. The reviews or the testimonials or the messages I get from my clients about how strong they are, they feel physically and mentally that I don't care about weight loss. Like you're strong and you're healthy. That's what I care about. You know?
1: Yeah. I love to hear that. That's so great. I'm sure that those messages make you feel so good.
2: They do. They do. Because that to me, that shows a shift in their mindset, you know, um, that they that came to me six months ago, wanting to lose X amount of weight by this, by this date or something like that. But by just helping them think logically, and with, you know, lots of hands on time, and with the help of my other coaches on my team, too, because it's not just me, I've got amazing coaches on my team that help w- with the mindset type of stuff, too. You know, they see great, they they see that change in themselves.
1: So someone who is a professional coach, and who is doing these, or who is doing this and has clients. Yeah. What is something that somebody, you know, if they're looking for a coach that's local to them, that's somebody to work with, what is some of your tips for looking for a coach that would fit well with your lifestyle? What would you recommend?
2: Absolutely. That's a good, great question, especially this time of year, right? First and foremost, we want to ask for for qualifications and credentials. Those are important, but they're not everything, you know, especially in the nutrition world, because there's not a lot of regulation there uh, from the government. Of course, registered dietitians, only registered dietitians can call themselves that, but anybody can call themselves a nutritionist. So maybe take that one with a grain of salt. You know, you can go get certified in, in an hour if you if you if you know at least a little bit you know but some things that you should be looking for experience of course experience matters um but if you're also like everybody starts somewhere so you can't use that against somebody necessarily but um if you if you're not comfortable with working somebody that's brand new certified and, and everything like that that's that's your right too personality goes a long way you want to make sure that you get along with this person because you're going to be spending a lot of time with them. Their philosophy too, you know, you want to check their philosophies, but some people respond really well to a drill sergeant. Others don't. So if you're, if you're somebody that likes the motivational pep talks and things like that, and you go to a drill sergeant, you're going to have a bad time. Um, So make sure your philosophies align, you know, ask them about their thoughts on food, um, on, on nutrition or, and, and also like, Maybe they shouldn't be talking about food or nutrition too, if they're not properly qualified, right? A personal trainer should be sticking at the movement and, and, and helping you get stronger and form and things like that. Of course, then we have you know, certifications with, for nutrition where we can start helping people make better choices and things like that, provide some guidance, never, never meal plans and things like that. So that's definitely something you want to find out right away. Like, is this person going to put me on a meal plan? if yes, run the other way. That's illegal. If you're not a registered dietitian here in the United States, that's very illegal, um, unfortunately, but we see it all the time. And they also don't teach you anything either. And that's, that's what it's all about is is learning to do this on your own. So that's a few things that I would look for. Just, I mean, the personality and making sure you're good fit for each other. Like you're going to be spending time with them. Like, you want to be friendly with them. You want to enjoy being around this person. Because that, that one hour that you're with that person might be the only hour you have to yourself that day. Um, so why would you spend it with somebody that sucks, you know, or that, that you don't get along with?
1: Right. And it's like, it's also such an intense hour. If you're already the kind of person that like doesn't want to go because you don't really like working out, but you've made this commitment, if yeah. you don't like that person, that's another reason you're going to give yourself as an excuse to not go this week.
2: For sure. For
1: and it's sure. okay if you don't like them. Yeah, You know, there's a lot of people I've cut their hair. We didn't click. I never saw them again. And I, <laughs> I wasn't thinking like, geez, I wonder what happened to Sally. It's fine. I'm not offended. I'm sure mm-hmm. you're not offended if someone comes to you and says, you know what? He was just, I just, it wasn't a good fit. You yes. seem I mean, nice enough. It just wasn't a good fit. I'd like more of a drill sergeant thing. And he just doesn't do that. Yes, and so you go and exactly. find someone that does fit with you and that's okay. So yes. also know that if if you find someone and they check every single box, except for an important one, then that's not the person for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what, what, what I would recommend is writing down what is important to you, right? So um, having, you know, the top three things that are important to you and what's maybe not so important to you, um, things like that, you know? Um, and also like, I want to make this very clear here too, when you're looking for a coach or a personal trainer or something like that, they don't have to look the part, you know, that's another thing that I'm trying to combat in this industry too, is I don't look the part. I, I'm not buff. I'm not shredded, you know, but a lot of people, I mean, bodybuilders, for instance. Not to talk shit about bodybuilders, but just because they're big and muscular doesn't mean they know what they're doing. You can be, get really big and really strong on accident if you just work hard, um, but that doesn't mean you, that doesn't mean you know how to work with people. And I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to coaching and personal training and things like that is people skills. If you can't if you can't work with people and and connect with people and empathize and have sympathy, like you're not going to go very far. So um, those those things are important for sure too.
1: Yeah. Those are excellent points. And then for those people that are out there listening right now that maybe are not ready to make that commitment on a coach, maybe just want to take the first couple of baby steps, start eating healthier, maybe start doing a walk every day. What are a couple, like maybe five things that people could do that are easy to sort of get them in this space and, and, and get those bodies moving.
2: Yeah. What, what I'm really talking about a lot right now is like, where we should start, because a lot of people are like, I don't have motivation. So I always thought like, let's be our own motivation. Let's create our own motivation because we can't rely on motivation. Motivation is going to be fleeting. So let's start by having a strong why statement. What is your why? And and this why should be something that you're doing for yourself or maybe your family and things like that. You should feel some type of way about it. I want to X so that I can X, you know, something like that. I can't remember exactly what my why was. It's been so long. I know that's bad as I'm talking about having a why, but it's it's totally
1: fine because we actually, this is actually really great because in MLM, they really, really, really go like, what's your why? What's your why? And it actually becomes Ah. this really toxic, horrible thing because they're like, why, why? And they keep pushing, pushing, pushing. And it's really sort of more like, to let later gaslight you and manipulate oh, you to be like to leave. but like, you but said you wanna... it was for your kids like yeah, that I... sort of thing so, so being able to, to now reclaim our why as not a toxic thing that is going to keep us stuck in something but yeah. as something like i want to be healthier and this is why yeah and and that sure. could be a, no, a number of things, and it could be the same reason you did MLM, but we're not going to take it to that really toxic extreme. <laughs> we're going to keep it as to when it still just benefits, when it benefits you, because you're doing this for you.
2: Yeah. So I definitely start with the why, right? So the why goes a long way and having a lot of mindset work in there too. I would recommend definitely journaling. And if we're going to do anything for journaling, I would do self-affirmations, like three, three or four self-affirmations every day. You don't necessarily need to believe the self-affirmations that you're saying. I I believe in speaking it into existence. So, So let's do that. And then finding something that you enjoy that gets you moving some physical activity it could be walking or maybe you hate walking and you're like "Matt, i'm never going to walk okay fine let's find something you do enjoy um a lot of my clients actually they love dancing so let's like some dance videos on youtube or or um like some pole dancing or something like that a lot of my clients love pole dancing which is fantastic and that that's a really good good way to develop a lot of strength and core strength too is pole dancing i mean i don't know if i could do that that's hard you know i Um, I,
1: oh i am in awe of some of these people that hop on these poles and do these yeah. things. It's incredible. I have some friends that do it, and it's yeah. the 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 strength, the sheer strength so involved. Strength. Yeah, it's it's amazing.
2: There is to the to me, there's nothing better than being strong. And I'm not talking about like some power strong man that that you're thinking of. <laughs> I'm thinking of um the Rosie uh Rosie the Riveter. Rosie the Riveter, yeah. Um, so I'm not always picturing her, but strength is is amazing, physical strength and, and mental strength. Um, and it's not gonna come overnight, but it's it's a, it's an amazing thing once we start um realizing how strong we we are and how much stronger stronger we can be.
1: Absolutely. And drink more water.
2: Yeah, drink more water. <laughs> yes. I can't how did I forget that? I'm always telling people I literally have my water with me, drink more water and before anybody asks, there's no specific amount of water that we need to drink. Just drink more of it. You know, um, there's this one gallon thrown around so much. And sure, that's a nice stretch goal, but don't put a number to it. Because when we start putting numbers to it, you're going to obsess about it and you don't mean it. You're going to drive yourself crazy. Try to drink more. If your pee is not yellow, you're probably like dark yellow, you're probably good. If it's more on the clear with a little bit of to yellow, you're going to be good. Um, but also eat your water too. eat your fruit fruit contains a lot of water, um, eat your vegetables. It's safe. Um, eat your water, drink your water and and you're going to be good.
1: I think those are great tips. Um, I'm, I'm also going to tell people there, there's this really cool, uh, TikTok account. And if I can remember the name of it, I'll put her in the comments or in the, in the show notes, but she does like a live, dance class every morning and oh, it's really? like just like a sizey kind of zumba kind of thing
0: sure.
1: and it's cool and she just posts it and it's fun because you get when they're jumping like the camera shakes and you and yeah. it's just these women and it's fun yeah. and they're doing very that. simple choreo and so like people can very easily pick it up yeah. and the music is on point and they are having so much fun you can find those things. You can, especially yeah. now with COVID and how things have closed, and how so many people have been so like people
2: are getting so like creative. The and...
1: innovation and creativity of people who are like, "Fine, we'll just take it online." Then is yeah. amazing. There really isn't an excuse anymore, and um, there's so many amazing creators that are making these things accessible for free. So yeah. even the fact that you're like, "Well, I don't really have a ton of money to spend on a workout." Well, great, because all you need is a TikTok account. Because they're doing it every day.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you don't have to pay. I I believe most people can benefit from having a coach, but you don't have to hire a coach. There's so many good free resources out there. TikTok is amazing for that. You know, YouTube, there's a lot of great YouTube videos out there. There's so many ways to accomplish, you know, your goals. and, And ultimately, like, what it comes down to is enjoyment. If if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're not going to stick with it. If you don't enjoy the food you eat, you're not going to stick with it, with your diet, right? That's why diets fail. One of the reasons why they fail. If you don't like your movement that you're doing, your physical activity you're doing, if you don't like weightlifting, strength training, you're not going to stick with it. If you like dancing, you're probably going to stick with it, you know? And also like what I always tell people, like when they don't want to go for a walk, be like, okay, well, let's go for it anyway. But then, asked, after we're done, ask yourself, "How do I feel now?" Like do that check-in, and that that just goes a long way with getting back in touch with ourselves, right? And being more mindful and intuitive, doing that constant check-in, you know, on our emotional state, our mental state, and, and most times, the people that are telling me, you know, they don't have any motivation to go walk or anything like that, they don't want to walk, they're always glad they they went on that walk. I know me personally, I don't want to walk every day. I don't want to walk my dog every day. But I I am so thankful and glad that I did because I feel so good because that's my time for myself, for me to get some fresh air, clear my head, um, and check in with myself.
1: Yeah, that's that self-love and that self-care is so important and is another theme of this year of making sure that we do take that time for ourselves, that we're not punishing ourselves, especially for things for sustainability, like food. Stop Mm -hmm. punishing yourself for the literal thing that keeps you alive. You cannot not eat. You will die. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. Yeah,
2: for sure. We literally needed to survive (laughs) on that note, too, with exercise and things like that um, with this goes into diet culture. So I want to bring it back to that really quickly. Uh, We're not exercising to to burn calories and to lose fat and things like that. Okay, I want I really want us to start reframing our thinking on exercise as a way of Doing something for ourselves to to push ourselves to be physically healthy to take charge of our health and things like that. We you know we're not doing it to burn calories or see how much calories we eat, how many calories we can burn or how much fat we can burn in this this uh, workout or which which workout burns the most calories. That stuff doesn't matter. And I promise you, you don't even burn that many calories from working out anyway. I'm sorry. So
1: yeah, that, like it really is like that punishment. Like taking the punishment away. I yeah. remember growing up and thinking like. Oh, I'm gonna have to run this off tomorrow, or I'm gonna yep. have to do all these Your burpees. It,
2: yeah, yeah. I, that's I. There's that used to be a big thing, right? Like you eat this, you have to do X amount of burpees or run this far. That is toxic. That is so toxic, and it's disordered, and there no good comes of that. Uh, it's. I remember this video I did on TikTok a, a, a while back. Um, this doctor posted uh, this video. He um, did a pack of M Ms, and he wrote, grabbed one M M&M M, and he's like, "You would have to run." Like one foot, the length of one football field to burn off this one M M&M. and M, and I kind of lost my shit on him on that on that point. But um, um, I kind of felt bad for my reaction to him because he's actually a really nice guy. He was just starting on TikTok. Him and I are actually friends now on TikTok, and we talk all the time. But I apologize to him for the way I approached him. It's it, the being in the industry that I am like. It's just negativity all the time, and sometimes I I also am guilty of that too, and jumping and jumping off the deep end a little bit. So, um, like I said earlier, checking in with myself—that's something that you know even I can do. So,
1: yeah, I I just appreciate so much that you coming and talking to us about this stuff. Um, The other thing was, I get, and this is probably (laughs) this has it's kind of related. Mm-hmm. But uh, I probably get the comment the most on my TikTok is blank and MLM. And so, for anybody listening, I was I thought maybe you and I could prattle off some of the the, the worst offenders of these health and wellness MLMs that you deal with yeah. because I get so many questions: Is this an MLM? And ninety nine percent of the time, the answer is yes. Yes, that yeah. is an MLM.
2: <laughs> let's do it. That sounds fun. Let's let's do that. Um, you want me to go first?
1: Sure. Okay. Yeah, you go first. At the top
2: of my list is going to be Octavia, of course. Yeah, um, that's a bad
1: one. Herbalife is, is with their loaded teas and shakes, it drives yeah. me up the wall. I mean, those I, are I obvious agree. ones, right?
2: Her- yeah, obvious ones. But I, I do think Octavia at this point is probably the worst offender in, in terms of how toxic and how harmful it can be. Like, I regularly hear people, hear hair loss and things like that, losing their period. And that's not normal ever. But when, like, that's not okay, you know? Um Let's see. Of course we have prove it. Oh my Um, God.
1: The, the keto that's prove it's the keto ones, the keto bros, the ketones. We've had Aaron come on the show and talk about prove it before. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. oh God, so toxic,
2: so toxic. Yeah. Because that's just an extension of, you know, what's, you know, how bad ketones are, you know, how bad that, that company is. Even the people that are diehard keto, like keto coaches, they actually, um, say, ketones are a scam. Even the people in the keto realm are telling you that ketones are a scam. That that should tell you something right there.
1: I mean, it's basically just expensive pee, right?
2: Yeah, you're yeah, electrolyte water and things like that. That's 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 all it is, you know. And they the the one the biggest claim that I that always pissed me off with those was I'm not ex- like I can eat I can eat a cheeseburger and still lose weight and I'm not exercising because of my ketones and things like that. And um I that's it's so bad, you know, for first, wow. months, like taking ketones, like that's not even real ketosis. And that's the claim that they're doing, right. They're making that it's going to put you into ketosis. It's artificial in ketosis. Once that supplement wears off in an hour or so, you're no longer in ketosis. Guess what you need to do? Take more of it, spend more money to buy more of their supplements. It, they've, they're genius for how they've done that. I mean, the evil genius for sure. But um, it, being in that artificial uh, ketosis is not the same as being in a natural state of ketosis either. So.
1: Yeah. The one I see a lot on TikTok uh, specifically is Modare and they sell the trim that, that chocolate slime on the spoon. And they're always, they're always slurping down that it's disgusting.
2: Yeah. I'll uh, I'm going to repost a video after we get off of this call, actually, that I did making fun of them probably about a year or two ago. Um, And I'll, I'll tag you in the comments on it because (laughs) I I, (laughs) I mock them. What I did is like, um, you must be asking, or what, what did I do to lose all this weight? Right. Like, well, I took this, you know, I, and I fill up this, um, this tablespoon of, of honey is what it ended up being. And I take a shot of it, you know, and I said, Oh, it tastes like bullshit just like what this person's selling or something like that. You know, <laughs> that's another one where the CLA, you know, um, no, no proven benefits of that. And actually there are proven um, negatives of that particular supplement that they're trying to sell, but they don't want to talk about that. Of course. Um, Jeez. Let's see, another one That's I'm going to start probably starting to talk more about is uh, Plexus. Um, yes,
1: Plexus is the pink drink.
2: The pink drink, because they're so big about gut health and things like that. So I've, that's, I don't talk a lot about that type of stuff because I don't talk a lot of, I don't get really like hardcore into the nutrition aspect of it because I'm more of a like, let's just get away from all this bullshit, right? Um, but Plexus is another big one. Beachbody. Beachbody, body, Yes. Um, and people, when I, when I talk about beach body, um, people get upset with me and they're like, I love the workouts. I'm like, yeah, no, I like, I have nothing wrong with their workouts. It's the supplement line. And their, their business model is what is what I take issue with. If they were just doing the workouts, like, that'd be cool. I wouldn't be talking about them, but here we are.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, I think Q sciences also has a line of supplements, but I think it's more like brain health and stuff. I don't know that that one's one's a little new to
2: me. Um, what about? Um, I don't know what the name of it. It's a snapper. They call it a snapper. Oh,
1: Velavita Vita Snaps. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah like, wh- I don't even know what their claim to fame is, but this one came across my radar just a couple months ago. And I think I, I, think I asked uh, Hattie Rowe about it or something. I'm like, what is this? She's like, oh, yeah, it's popping up or something like that. So, um, yeah, there's
1: another one also called O Snap. That is oh, like an offshoot of the Velavita stuff, of course. Of course <laughs> and of course. I think it's all made from the same place. It's all Probably. like private label crap. Oh. Yeah, all oh, owned by the same guy too. And
2: of course. And another one then is, um, I talked about this briefly earlier. Is the pH water um, and the the Kangen Gengen water, Kangen water. And yes. Kangen water. Um, that's another big one too, and. Um, those videos, I mean, they try to do those little science experiments, right? And they they are very convincing with them changing the colors of the water. It's so cute, you know. But it's bullshit, you know. Um, oh
1: yeah, all the iodine experiments and things. Yeah, like <laughs> the
2: pH, pH in the balances and alkalized water. First, let me talk about alkaline. Like this whole thing with alka- alkaline is so crazy. So the guy that popularized alkaline, I don't know if you know this or not, Berta, but his name was Dr. Sebi are you familiar with Dr. Sebi? He wasn't, he called himself a doctor, Um, but he's the one that popularized this alkaline way of living and diet and things like that. Um, He was a con artist, convicted felon here in the United States, um, uh, prosecuted for practicing uh, medicine without a, without a license, because he was not a doctor, even though he called himself a doctor. Uh, He was a con man. That's all it was. So that's the, that's the um, basis of the, of the Kangen water right there.
1: I was like, we've, we have lots of stories about con men pretending to yeah. doctors on this podcast.
2: Oh, I'll have to listen up on some of them. I've only listened to a few of your episodes so far. <laughs>
1: I appreciate that. And you have your own podcast now too. So I do. So can you tell us what that's about?
2: Yeah. So um, I'm actually wearing my partner's um, sweatshirt here. I love the sweatshirt. It says, eat the fucking fruit. <laughs> um, so it's called Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt. Um, it's with my co-host Beth Ferracco Fitness. If you if you like what I'm talking about here and like like my content, you will love her content as well. She's the the female version of me. I'm the male version of her. Um, and people call us TikTok husband and wife. Actually, <laughs> um, we're just a no bullshit health and fitness podcast. We're just here to help make fitness and and health accessible for everybody and to debunk all of the bullshit that's out there. You know, we've had you you mentioned a couple of the people we we've had um Andy Does Healthy on there um Beefcake Brina has been on there with us um hopefully we can get you on there one day um cuz our audience needs to hear what you have to say about MLMs um, absolutely so let's uh we're we're really excited for 2022 for the podcast we we're a new podcast we just started at the end of last year but um we're starting it's really starting to take off for us and we're really really excited for it
1: i'm i'm so excited for it incredible guests already i love both of those women
2: they're incredible
1: accounts if you guys aren't following them yeah uh on tiktok and instagram and on all the socials really wonderful accounts i mean really i know that the joke is like tiktok is for like the youngins but i mean i feel like his oldies took it off took it over and it's like so much better now that we are are you
2: are you millennial or or um... i mean
1: (laughs) I don't know, because I fall in that weird subset of like, I could be a Gen Xer, but I could be a millennial. I was born in 1981. So you're right on
2: the cusp. You're right. yeah I was born in 86. So I'm definitely a millennial. But um, yeah, no, we took that app and we made it ours. Right. And and I hate that saying like, that's just a kid's app. Well, guess what? You know, it's people are literally building businesses and changing their, their entire course of their life because of this kid's app. So you saying that, like just cool, like continue doing what you're doing, but it's saying something that Gary V is telling everybody right now. If you're not on TikTok right now, you are missing out.
1: It's true. I I, I hate to say that because like, I was so against it for a long time. I'm like, uh, like, and then so my, daughter, and, and then...
2: Right, my <laughs> daughter was like,
1: mom, the pandemic. And I'm like, fine. And we made a lot of shits Creek and dances and things. Yeah. And you know, it was fun for a while, but it's interesting because I have this podcast and so not a lot of people see my face. And on Instagram I never really shared a ton of pictures of me. It was mostly like infographics and it really sure. most people just knew what I looked like because of the Vice documentary and you know this was all pre Lula Rich. And joining TikTok, I think it it put a face to a voice. Mm-hmm. And it also not only just put a face but it put my personality out there and I think a lot of people were like, "Oh,
2: yeah. Like it's no, agree
1: different that. than what I expected. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's I been a TikTok really fun place. Yeah. It's been a really fun place. And I've met some of the most amazing people and friends.
2: Mm-hmm. What likewise, like the network of, of coaches and friends that I've made on that app is amazing. And I am so thankful that I took that chance and and ignored what other people were saying. So going back to what we were talking about earlier, other people's expectations were like I wouldn't go on TikTok. If I listened to the haters to the doubters, I I literally had people making fun of me for getting on TikTok. You know, me and too. They also, they also talk shit when I quit my nine to five, of course. But um, you know, uh, people like I said, happy people won't be doing those things. You know, TikTok has been a game changer and. It's just amazing. And it, what I really like about it is it allows us to be our authentic, authenticity prevails on that app. Well, to to an extent, because a lot of bullshit prevails on there too, but I think, I honestly feel like people can see, um, authenticity and they can see through bullshit. At least they're starting to find that fine tune that skill.
1: Right. So let's chicken scratch really quick before we end our chat and and actually just talk about being a TikTok creator. So for me, TikTok is my biggest social media reach. It is my mm-hmm. biggest follower count. Yeah. Um the podcast would be next and then Instagram. Um for me, joining TikTok it it didn't it was not to do this. Yeah. It just happened to become this and I talked to a lot of bigger creators on TikTok and they all say the same thing like it just I sort of stumbled into this. It sort of just happened. Um <laughs> And I, I really, I want people to understand who are maybe on TikTok and are in the fitness realm or in the anti-MLM realm or in any, any realm trying to grow on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And what you said, like being authentic, yeah, being authentic, being real, responding to people, creating a community, liking comments, replying to comments with videos, things like this. That's what grew my account so fast. I never worried about the numbers. It was just sort of like, oh my gosh, I I just I think I just hit a hundred. What? Like it was always that. And I'd make a funny video like, oh my God, oh my God. Just funny, <laughs> but it was never like, you know what I mean? And I tell people when they go, how did you grow on TikTok? I say I didn't worry about growing on TikTok.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. You you can't worry about that stuff. And it's the same thing with health and fitness. If you worry about that number on the scale and things like that, you're going to drive yourself crazy. But I I never worried either about that. It just happened naturally and authentically. Um, And, you know, my account really didn't, I mean, I it took me a couple months before I started growing and things like that. I and I didn't know what the hell I was doing first and foremost on TikTok. I was I, I actually did make a couple of dance videos very early on in my uh my TikTok career. You could go back and find them, I'm sure. Um I'm an awful dancer. It took me a file it took me a while to kind of find my groove and 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 everything like that. But you know what's amazing to me? Um over over the new year uh, break I went back and I looked at all my older videos, my first videos on TikTok, and I looked at the comments and you know what? A lot of the people commenting then are still com- commenting now. And I'm actually friends with now. And to me, that's amazing. Like, like you said, community, community is everything.
1: Absolutely. It I love really- that. And it's really funny. Cause like I'll follow uh, on TikTok because you can do like the friends only videos. And yeah. so I try to follow people that engage a lot, comment yeah. a lot, say things that I'm constantly liking, responding yes. like, oh, she's funny. He's funny. And I follow them. Um, and a lot of times, like, they'll be like, oh my God, you followed me. I don't have any content. And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Because if I make a friends only video, you can see it now. Like for sure. <laughs> I don't care if you don't make videos, like I'm creating a community here. And like, yeah, uh, yeah the community aspect is really important. Yeah. Um, and, and that goes for, I mean, I think really anything, right? Like you join the fitness community because you're looking for accountability and you're looking for people to help you. And like maybe you don't people- find it or you do find it, whatever, but yeah. like, that's the same reason you're going to join an MLM. You're looking for a community. You're looking for people that are on the same path as you. And so when you you fail out of diet culture and you fail out of MLM and you're like, what am I doing wrong? And then you're able to find this community, this body positive, like anti-diet culture and this Mm -hmm. anti-MLM community where you're like, wow, okay, like these people are actually educating. They're teaching. We're we're not failures. We're just part of it. It's part of it it's just, it's incredibly rewarding. And so anybody that's listening, I know, like, I feel like this is an ad for TikTok, but it's a beautiful community.
2: It is. It is. And, you know, the the algorithm on TikTok knows you better than you know yourself, I think. Oh my Um, God. (laughs) It's so weird. Like the videos that they will show me at the perfect time, like, get out of my head. How did you know this? Like, you know, I needed to see this right now. Um, maybe I was having a bad day and it was like a nice little pick me up or a motivational, just a nice laugh first thing in the morning, you know? um my my for you page is very my feed is very weird because of the the people like you said I follow back uh, people that engage with me I follow back you know the people that comment the most and and sure other coaches and stuff like that but I follow probably 600 people or so it's not a huge number but um most of that is just other you know just followers and not co- coaches and things like that I don't follow a lot of coaches you know um but the ones I do I, I really respect the hell out of I'm, I'm, I'm very conservative with who, which coaches I follow, but, um, I'll follow back pretty much, you know, anybody like people will comment on me. Can we be friends? Like, yeah, follow you. Like, let's do it. You know, things like that. So I love it.
1: It is a really cool community. Really think like Gen X and the millennials have really taken it, um, to a different level that I've never seen on social media before I follow some of the coolest accounts, like the coolest accounts. And then they follow you back and you're like, Oh my God, they followed me. Um, There's this woman, (laughs) her name is the nerdy priest and she's so cool. And Mm -hmm. I'm not religious at all, but I love listening to her sermons because they're cool. And I'm like learning something and it feels authentic and amazing. And then I meet other people who are like ADHD, accounts or fitness accounts and it's all of these really amazing creators it's just it's seriously some of the coolest stuff some of the coolest stuff coming out of the internet is coming out of tiktok right now
2: i agree and everybody every platform in existence right now is coming for tiktok because of that youtube is coming for tiktok and that says something that youtube is coming for tiktok Last year, I don't know if you know this or not, this is just my, ner- my nerdiness showing a little bit here. TikTok surpassed Google in terms of internet traffic. They are TikTok is now the number one platform out there with traffic. They surpassed really Google. Google. Yeah, I'm not, it's crazy. So that shows you something. So if you still think it's a kid's app, just try, get on there and find, and, and just see what happens. You'll, you'll be pleasantly surprised. I, you will find something for you. You don't know what that thing is yet. Maybe you don't even know you like this thing or that's going to be a hobby for you, but you will find it.
1: It's so true. It's so true. And it's sometimes like you were saying, like you're on your for you page. Sometimes it's so scarily accurate of things that I would like that I, that I'm like, is this my following feed or is this my for you page feed? Yeah. Because it's so good. Right. And I find so many incredible people. I was like, Follow? (laughs) follow
2: oh, <laughs> yeah. people say all the time i just got on tiktok to just monitor my kid right to make sure they weren't doing anything stupid and then like they'll like oh i'll make a video or i'll do this and next thing you know their account's blowing up or maybe you know people come people will somehow stumble across my my account because you know they for some reason they got on there like i said to follow their kid or something like that and somehow they get onto health and fitness talk or whatever anti-mlm or anti-diet talk and like i never knew i like I never knew that was me. Like you, you were talking to me, you know? So it's crazy.
1: There's so many times people are like, I didn't even know anti MLM was a thing, but I'm here for it. I was a beach <laughs> yeah. body. Yeah. Who, who do I email to tell my story to? I'm like, welcome. It's so great. I try to make those videos where it's like, if this came up on your for you page, I try to make a video like that, maybe like once a month or so just to let people know that they're not alone. And and those videos do really well. And we get a lot of people that come in and, creating this amazing community and being able to talk to people like you and, and be friends with people like you and, right. and expand that network. I mean, yeah. they're not going to be able to stop us. We're going to co- cut, we're sure. coming for all of these toxic <laughs> cultures and we're yeah. going to take them all down and dismantle them and explain yeah. to everybody why it's like this and how we got here. <laughs>
2: and who was the, because um, there was a comment um, that you tagged me and I think somebody said, there's not a lot of guys in anti-MLM TikTok or anti-MLM world, you know, it was, and then you tagged me and I think one other guy who I don't remember who it was, but I definitely want to go check them out. So
0: yes, uh, that's Adam
1: Fiegel. So oh, he, that's, you mentioned him earlier. Yeah. So okay. he's, um, he is a veteran and he's got the recall roster and he's doing his own thing in like veteran talk. but he's also anti-MLM and there's a lot of people that sort of come in to scam vets and, uh, you know, there's a lot of that. So he talks about that and that's how we met. And I just think it's really cool. You know,
2: that Venn diagram It totally
1: is. It's a whole another circle that we're adding. And I just, I think it's really cool. And I think we're, we're meeting a lot of really interesting people. Yeah. There's a lot of stories to be told. There's a lot of education to be had. And, um, we're not stopping you guys. We're going to continue this continuing dismantling these like really toxic patriarchal like institutions and structures Yep. because like I'm done being a victim. I'm sure everybody that's listening is done being a victim and I'm done like blindly following things without knowing anything and getting stuck and getting conned and scammed and hurt all over again.
2: Mm. You know,
1: we're done with that. So I appreciate what you're doing in your realm and I'm I'm so happy to have you here on our team as well as as an expert in this fitness realm. And if we ever need help, we can go talk to Matt because he knows what's up, and he's not going to get us stuck in a pyramid scheme.
2: I will not. <laughs> That's my promise to you, Berta, and to your 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 listeners, and to anybody of friends and or followers that are listening of mine. I will never sell you anything like that. I will never get you in a in a pyramid scheme. So.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming. Let everybody know what your socials are so they can follow you. And I will link all of those in the show notes as well to make it easy for them.
2: Well, I appreciate that. Um, so it's Matt Larfit um, on uh, TikTok, my primary platform. I, I have a pretty good presence on uh, Instagram as well. Um, those are my two primaries. And then I've got my my podcast, which is uh, Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt.
1: Thank you so much, Matt. You are great. And I Amazing. really appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much, Bert. It was a pleasure meeting you and chatting with you.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And follow us on social media at Life After MLM Podcast and my advocacy at The Real Roberta Blevins. You can find all of the links to the social accounts in our show notes. And if you just listened to that incredible story and you thought, Oh my God, I have a story just like that that needs to be told. Hit me up. The Real Roberta Blevins at gmail.com. I would love to have you on the show to share your story and start your journey in life after MLM. See you next time, Hans.